Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, had the Grammys. You've had Super Bowl Media Blitz. We've had, and I haven't even got a chance to fully watch it, um, but I guess... Shannon Sharp gonna give us one hot club Shay Shay per month because January you had Cat Williams today he unleashed the the Monique interview so I don't, I don't know what he gonna do for the month of March. Um, you had maybe a Drake maybe a somebody else in the <laughs> very interesting photo um, that's got Drake trending. You had. Um, <laughs> Travis Scott go crazy at the Grammys, and then you had Killer Mike get arrested at the Grammys after sweeping uh, really the three biggest hip hop category hip hop court categories. Had Big um, Victoria Monet win Best New Artist. You had Miley Cyrus joking about not, not having any panties on, so I don't know where he wants to start. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot, but that made one hell of a damn weekend. Um, I don't know. Let's get the Grammys out of the way because that's just wow. Yeah, the Jay Z speech. Yeah, and and it really started with the pre Grammys, right? Because um, unfortunately, the Grammy doesn't really allow any of the hip hop categories to be presented at the main show. So you had Killer Mike. Sweep all three categories. He was nominated in one rap album in a year. Um, we've seen the piss off Travis Scott. We can get to him in a minute. But then right after sweeping all three and what I thought was a pretty awesome speech about, you know, pretty much never giving up on your dream, no matter how old you are. Um, and in the words of Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Mike would be platinum. But then it was mirrored because it's like an hour later I'm seeing tweets that he's arrested at the damn Grammys. So I, I still don't know what he got arrested for, right? Do you know? So um I did a little bit of digging. I guess there was an altercation or something um with one of the security guards pre- Pre Grammys or something, um, so I believe he got arrested for misdemeanor, um, aggravated assault or something. Whoa, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, which I don't know if you saw the Stephen A. Smith tweet, but he basically said Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on live TV in L.A. And got to sit through, you know, the whole award show. Why wasn't Killer Mike afforded the same, you know, luxury opportunity? So, yeah, I mean, you that is crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, wow. Because I, I thought at first it was a publicity stunt. Didn't you, though? Yeah, I, I, when I first saw it, I was confused. I was like, no, nah, I'm back. Then I saw the video and I was like, oh, that's definitely him. And then I was like, but it, and then, you know, they were slow with information and it came out that, you know, he would probably be released in 
you know, the same day. And it was like, well, why, you know, what was the big fuss about? Like, this is the pinnacle moment for him. Like, I just, I'm with Stephen A. Smith. Like, if you allow Will Smith to slap a grown man on national TV and finish out the war show, I mean, and it's a misdemeanor. It could have been, the whole situation could have been handled differently. Maybe because Killer Mike has been outspoken and is very pro-back that played into it. Um, I don't know, but. I think it's a little, probably a little bit of both, too. And I, and you're right, that should have been handled a little differently, man. I just, I, I swear, I, I thought, like, maybe it was a publicity stunt. But um, anyway, I feel like it just got him more um, more of a fan base that probably didn't know too much of him. And it kind of surprised me, too, because a lot of people was like, Killer Mike, what he had an album out? I'm like, wait a minute. Do a lot of people not really, like, pay attention to hip-hop? Because yeah. Killer Mike been around for a long time, man, like for a really long time. So, um, and how can you not pay attention to his album? Like his album was fire. So, I don't know, like what's going on right now in this transition of hip hop. But we seen this coming a long time, like a, a mile away. Like we know that this album was good. Like we said, this was one of our top rated albums this year. Um, yeah, for me. How I felt about um, hip hop albums in twenty twenty three, like yeah, it's not it's not too many good ones, Rodney. Like we know this. I just I'm kind of surprised by a lot of people's reaction. Like we've seen this coming. We if you if you look at all the albums, especially look at like a lot of these categories, wasn't there many great albums? Yeah, and I. You know, um, and he beat out Drake and 21 Savage. Um, nah, um, Travis Scott had the confused blonde hair emoji um, after Killer Mike won Rap Album of the Year. And I was confused about that because Travis Scott album is, is decent, but by far I felt like Killer Mike put out the most complete rap album of the year. And I'm saying this as a person that loves Nas and love and thinks Kings is E3 is the um, best project that him and Hipway put out. Killer Mike album stands above anything to me that was put out this year. So I thought it was well deserved. The fact that he was able to get Andre 3000 on a song and he mm-hmm. was rapping. Um, just total production, all of the uh, features that he has on on Michael Fit, the um, even a Dave Chappelle intro into um, Run uh, fits very well. So I thought it was well deserved. I didn't like the whole Travis Scott with the confused head emoji, and then Travis Scott seemed to take his frustrations out at the Grammy because. I don't know if they were expecting his set to turn into a rage room or what, but that's what the hell it turned into. Yeah, I was... Look, the way Travis Scott reacted, that's how I feel about his album. I didn't think this was like a good album to me. Um, and Travis Scott got some nerve. I, I'm I'm blown away that he thought that... He shouldn't have been in that damn category in the first place. Um, 
<laughs> I just I didn't think his album was like one of the better albums um, this year. So I I was really surprised that Travis Scott even made it that far. But um, Killer Mike really deserved that. He really did, man. I mean, and hands down, definitely the best album of the year. Like, yeah, it came straight from the soul too. Yeah, his his speech was amazing. Somebody was like, I wonder if it was a rally cry um, for Andre 3000 to do a rap album because you know Andre 3000 basically said he felt like he was too old to to rap now. So yeah, and this yeah, you're right. It, it just he felt like he was too old to you're never too old, man. Look at um, also look at Jelly Roll, man. I know you probably. I'm not sure if you listened to Jelly Roll started out as a as a as a rapper too, and then he just finally won like a, a country music award um, for his song for the country music awards, and that that kind of blew my mind too because he's been around for quite some time. So you got guys that are just sitting there waiting patiently and perfecting their craft, and now they're getting the acknowledgement. Yeah. So overall. Uh, I felt for once the Grammys got it right when it came to um, a rap album. But it would not be the Grammys if it wasn't some hip-hop controversy. <laughs> Leave it to one Sean <laughs> Corey Carter, a.k.a. Jay-Z, to get up there. And I think he warned Beyonce that he was going to say this based on her reaction, but damn it, he was right. Mm-hmm. How does Beyonce have 30, I want to say 34 Grammy wins right now and never have won album of the year when Taylor Swift, and I'm sorry, I went back and listened to the Taylor Swift album. It's okay, but for her to have a record for album of the year wins, Seems a little fishy to me. Jay-Z went full-blown Kanye West. <laughs> um, I, but I think the most controversial thing he said is, you know, some of y'all don't even deserve to be nominated, basically. So, mm. yeah, was, your, was going back to your Travis Scott comment? Man, Rodney, and look... And he said it so. He said it so smooth, man. It, and it, he was right, though, man. I, I mean, I, my mind was blown too. And I always said this. I said, and, and also for this year too. How is she not up for no type of award this year? Well, they, I, I guess, because Renaissance technically was on the previous year's award show. Um, he does have a couple of singles out though. Right, and that's what I was referring to. Like some of the singles were like fire too, um, but at the same time, like people people try to say it like this. They're like, okay, if you went off of because I heard a, I heard a couple other people mention um, some other artists that they felt was left out, and I'm like, well, if you really wanted to be, if you really want to go off of album sales and all this other stuff too, then yeah, Beyonce and, and Drake would just win everything, and Bruno Mars. Or, uh, you know, it, it's not that type of uh, award show. Like, it, it does shine light on people that are a little bit smaller. Because uh, we done seen all types of things that 
I've seen Billie Eilish for her song that she has out, and it's a horrible single. And apparently she won, like, Song of the Year off of that. And I'm like, how the hell do you even do that? And it makes no sense to me. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't agree with that. Yeah, I I just felt... Because, first of all, I was confused that the award was named after Dr. Dre. <laughs> that <laughs> There's that, but there's been a history, and if you go back and watch um, the shop when when Jay Z was on it, he talked about you know boycotting. Um, I believe it's the '96 Grammys. I might be wrong, or '98, um, because of DMX. So there's been this long history of hip hop versus the Grammys, basically. Um, there are some Grammys that Eminem won, love him to death, but there were better hip-hop albums. Um, Macklemore. Macklemore won the year that Kendrick Lamar had Mad Kid. Should have won every award that year. Yeah. You you know you know what it was too, Rodney? I kinda I kinda get it. I get it now. Cause I, I went back and I um I'm looking at it from like a different point of view or perspective. But when I look at that, that those singles that Macklemore had, like we I'm looking at it from different perspectives. I love Kendrick Lamar a lot and I realize his place in hip hop and, and what he does for, for our culture. So I, I see him as like up there and being top. But sometimes that underdog wins. And I think like the best singles for that particular time did win. And I, I know I hate to say it, but I guess he did have something. It was like that flash in the pan. But I think the the whole body of work for that album, I think it should have went to, to Kendrick Lamar. It shouldn't have been like a outright, well, Macklemore winning multiple. Yes, yeah. and, and that was my thing. I could see Macklemore winning some of like hip-hop song or rap song of the year. But for album, rap album of the year, no, that, that definitely was Mad Kid. Yeah, like that that definitely went to um Mad Kid. That should have and I, I see the impact of like uh Can't Hold Us or um or Thrift Shop or you know, something like that. Those songs like they you know, they, they stand out songs. And I know some of the other songs that they aren't they don't stand out as much when you uh look at Mad Kid. But it's a great album, a great body of work and it tells a story. I thought it was an incredible album to this day. And I think he still just got robbed. So you're right about that. But um, not every category. Do you think Killer Mike was right to uh, to sweep his category? You don't think that Drake and uh, 21 Savage deserve to have any of that? Well, you know how I feel about Drake. Um, I will say they had some hot singles. But I, I just think the... And I'm not gonna say it's fair, but I just think the timing was right for Killer Mike with Andre 3000. I think the the hip hop heads and all of us hasn't been waiting on Andre 3000 and do something uh, for a minute. So I just think it was a. I also think it was an era of nostalgia. So yeah, because you. Know- I, I know what a lot of people are saying too, and, and especially I look at it like this, Rodney. 
what got more airplay from me? What 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 did I hear more? What did I play more? I played more Drake and Twenty One Savage. I'm not gonna even lie to you. I, I play, and I love Killer Mike album. That's that's a great album. I think that's the album of the year. What got more play in my car? What got more play for me listening? Like if you go work out or if you like at work, that Drake and Twenty One Savage got way more play than anything from Killer Mike. But it's not that type of party, so. Yeah, same thing with the Macklemore and the um, and the Mad Kid. I, I listen to Mad Kid more, but Macklemore won. So yeah, yeah. I just be. I don't know. I just I just felt like Keller Mike timing was perfect to to put Andre three thousand on a on a verse. Um, and I and I feel like this is also long overdue. Um, Killer Mike is someone that mainstream hip hop listeners don't listen to a ton. Um, he's been given his flowers by some um, Kendrick in particular, but um, I, I'm glad to 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 see him have that moment, even though it was tarnished with the whole um, arrest. Right. Um, shout out to Fantasia. Oh, she tore it up, man. She tore it up, right? Yeah, uh, her, Stevie Wonder, although I love me some Stevie, but please cut them last three dress out the back of his head. <laughs> oh, no, Rodney, you can't do that to Stevie, no. Long live those three dreads, man. Long live them three dreads. Mm-hmm. In that hairline, man. So, um, definitely... <laughs> Definitely good to see Fantasia and uh, Stevie, though. Uh, I, I even enjoy Miley Cyrus. Uh, you know, you know what? Can I say something about that too, Rodney? I think Miley Cyrus, man, it, I love seeing her grow. And I and I, that flower single, that's a bad mother lover right there. You can play that on any station. It's one of them type of songs. Um, I think she got one hell of a hit on her hands, and I I love that song, and I love the way she's she's moving right now in her whole direction. It it reminds me of um of the same thing with Flavor Flav too. You, you see how he re- reinvented himself and, and stopped drinking and, and doing a bunch of different things. It's just watching these people, yeah, watching like different stars, yeah, just the growth of them. Like right in front of us, man, and and she's one of the main ones that stand out. So shout out to Miley Cyrus, and I'm happy she won a Grammy. She deserved it. Yeah, um, I thought for a lot of artists, this was like full circle moments. Um, like I said earlier, Victoria Monet went in um, best new artist. She's had a hell of a rise. Uh, Coco Jones won her. Mm-hmm. It was her first Grammy, and damn it, her and her mom looked damn near identical. Yeah, uh, Rodney, I was looking at uh, something. I was looking at the posts and stuff on uh, on social media, and they were saying like, I think that her mom was in the room by herself, and she gave birth to Coco. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the dad, like. How did where is the dad like even come into play? Cause she looks identical to her mom. Like it's it's insane. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I had to do a double take. Like, who's who? Yeah, I was like, well, and that looks like that can be her sister. Her mom looks like really youthful. It's crazy. Yeah, so um, I will say overall, I thought this was one of the better Grammys in, in recent history. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think it was pretty cool. I thought, yeah, last year's Grammys was pretty cool, and uh, um, I, I I like all the the celebration for fifty years of hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this one was pretty cool too, man. It, it just, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe if it's is just me, but it's time for them to get the hell out of L.A., man. Like, I think L.A. is kind of getting tired. Oh, you need them to travel. Yeah, I wish they would do something else and get the hell out of L.A. Just everything all together, L.A. is just kind of kind of blah. But I don't know. Maybe it's just me talking. I don't know. Grammys in Miami would be pretty hot. Man, Grammys in Miami. Grammys in... Uh, you can take it to ATL. You can take it to... It just feels like just the whole L.A. atmosphere, man, and... I don't know. It's just it's like it just needs something fresh. It needs something new. That's what it is. Yeah, Vegas would be really. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Now that now you're talking about some real trouble there. That. <laughs> oh, you know what else, Rodney? One more thing too. Uh, Tracy Chapman getting her shine too, man. Oh, yep. Yeah, about time. It has made me go back, and I've been listening to a lot of Tracy Chapman this week. So, yeah, she got the number one streaming single right now for Fast Car. Mm. Came back around full circle. Yeah, my 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 students have been introduced to, to that song along with a few others. So, yeah, and I'm like, man. I, it's kind of is is really surprising to me because I remember when that song first came out, and now like it's, I'm like, damn. I'd let you know how old I am now. <laughs> man, you should be listening to the the hip hop throwback station. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, like this was how the hell is this a throwback? This is the original song. Like, <laughs> this is the original. I think uh, she got her shine because. Um, uh, another singer, I believe a country singer. I, I can't think of the name of that country singer, but he redid the song. That's how bad it is, Rodney, with with the age right now with us. Somebody else redid the song, and they they made it a hit off of that, and now she's getting her shine through that. Yeah, well, I'm glad. I'm glad she's getting her flowers. Uh... And I did not realize she was fifty nine. Wow. Yeah, like that's and see that doesn't that doesn't even seem too far off, man. Like that's why it's kind of blowing our mind because songs that we heard that were popular like in the nineties, now they're redoing them. I'm like, oh my god, Rodney, it's 2024, right? Mm-hmm. Songs that that came out damn near like let's say 2020. Let's say 2002, 2003. They're going to start redoing those shortly again and then reissuing those songs, like remaking them. Like, that's going to make us feel really old. 
Yeah, I even felt, um, I don't know if you caught the Ludacris Drink Champs interview, but I, I felt, oh, just hearing Ludacris talk about, you know, because I remember when he first came out, and it's like, damn it, that was damn near 25 years ago, 20, you know. Yeah, that's like, that's insane to even think about that. And they were talking about, like, I think, yeah, I did catch some of it because he was talking about, um, about Shauna. I like what he said about Shauna, how he, you know, he was rocking with Shauna still, too. And, uh, yeah, that's just, that's crazy. It just seemed like that just wasn't long ago. Time sure does fly, man. I tell you that much. Yeah, time waits for no one. Uh, I do want to, before we get into um, sports, do want to talk? Do want to kind of talk? Have you caught any of the Monique interview on Club Shay Shay yet? I know you know what I've only heard some of the snippets, and I um I heard more of the reaction from DL going nuts um on social media today. Yeah, but I'm like, man, I I gotta watch this whole interview because I'm quite sure it's gonna be a lot of. And I heard the thing she said about Shaq too. Um. Yeah, just, yeah, it's, I'm quite sure she got some more juice going on there. But did you watch the whole interview? No, so, um, like I've said, like you, I've seen snippets. I've started the interview, um, but damn it, it's longer than the Cat Williams interview. Oh, are you serious, bro? How long was it? Um, It's two hours and 55 minutes. Oh, jeez, no. I just... I, I like if the way he kept it with the Usher interview. Usher interview was like an hour and some change. I thought that was pretty dope. But no, now he's doing the Drink Champs thing where it's just three hours, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this this one, yeah. He is giving Drink Champ by without the drink. <laughs> well, he got his cognac, but still. <laughs> I'm like, man. I, and you know what's crazy, too, with the Cat Williams one, man? It's like it, that video doesn't have, like, no... No edit in it. Like, Cat Williams is going straight through just talking his, you know, talking his his junk. And I'm like, the same thing probably with Monique, too. I'm like, they ain't got to use the bathroom or nothing. Like, they just straight just going in. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. Three hours. Yeah, I, I'm quite sure she got a lot to say in that three hours. Yeah, I'm, I mean, we were there live when she... Went on her her red Detroit, so yeah, man. And she drags uh, DL Ugly again, and he always has to come out and defend himself, man. It just yeah, and it looked like he he gets emotional about that too. So he he, he is. Um, I'm thinking it's funny because he he was the one um kings of comedy other than bernie mac that left unscathed with the cat williams um interview but i guess monique said hold my beer yeah she came and got him she reached she came from camp <laughs> crystal lake she came and grabbed his ass and snatched him right back down from there mm-hmm. and i know when he seen her on the, um when they were promoting it he had to know that she was gonna come talking some shit like he, he just i know he knew he had to be ready like, as soon as I seen her on there, I said, yeah. And I know you thought the same thing, too. I said, yeah, she going to get D.L. Ugly ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said, damn it. I said, watch out, D.L., and watch out, Tyler Perry. 
She, she gonna snatch her goddamn. She gonna get their ass. And, and thank God that her and Oprah made up because she would have got Oprah too. But then, like, she came and got Shaq, and I was like, oh, man. Um, I, 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 Now, do you agree with the Shaq comment since we, we on this, uh, the Monique thing? Do you agree with the Shaq comment? Are you familiar with what he said? No. Uh, what, did, what did Shaq say? Okay, so basically, Rodney, he was trying to say that that men should not should not confide in a woman and tell them um their deepest darkest secrets or or you know or tell them anything of that that's pertaining to anything emotionally they shouldn't show emotion to women because when it comes down to it at the end they're going to use your your weakness or that emotion that you you know you let out they're going to use that as a weakness and they're gonna get you. They're gonna bite you in the ass. You know, you're gonna you're gonna say some things, and they're gonna throw it in your face later. And um, you know, basically, whatever you tell a woman, if you cried in front of a woman, she's gonna say to you later on, "Yeah, your crybaby ass," or she's gonna use that against you. Um. So, to an extent, I agree because, I mean, we we seen it happen. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Women are gonna do that shit. In previous relationships, I've had significant, you know, throw some stuff out. I said when I was vulnerable, back in my face. Uh, I mean, in a lot of ways, it makes sense, and I, I feel like that's part of the reason why my men are so um, guarding. I'm thinking about uh, the the Chris Rock joke when he talked about. <laughs> being in love and how women love to argue and they save up some shit to argue. <laughs> so. Yeah, they gonna save that fucking ammunition to get your ass and they're gonna throw that shit right in your face. And you know, it it's just the truth. Like I and but the way that she she came out and she uh and I was I dis I would disagree with what Monique said when she said, Well Shaq, how can somebody she's like, you don't have a woman. How can somebody that doesn't have a woman give you um, advice on women when he doesn't have a woman. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cornballish. I didn't agree with her on that because I, I don't know if I, I'm, I feel like this. I feel the same way when a, with, um, with women and their rights too, especially reproductive rights and everything too. There's no way an older man should tell a woman what to do with her body, right? right. But at the same time, a woman shouldn't be able to tell a man what to do with his feelings or his body or what, or how to conduct himself as a man. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's why it's so hard for a woman to raise a man in a single, single parent household. You know, that's, that's like one of the toughest jobs. You know, you, you need another man there or another male figure like relatively altogether. I was raised in a single parent household, but I had a foundation around me. So I I just, I, I believe you, you need, you you can't give that type of advice. I, that's just how I feel. That's my preference. Not saying that it is for everybody else, but that's just how I feel. So I disagree with Monique on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I'm real curious to to finish this whole um, club. Shay Shay. I'm wondering. Hell, Shannon Sharp been on the road between Club Shay Shay and then the Nightcap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> ain't even talking about first take. So, <laughs> right, like Shannon Sharp been on fire right now, man. I, I know FS1 is kicking themselves too. I know they thought they would, would do something with Keyshawn and uh, Playmaker over there, and um, uh, I forgot who else they got over there. But um, yeah, they thought they was doing something when they brought in those three guys, and it just it hasn't panned out, man. They really miss Shannon Sharp over there. They should have did everything to keep him, along with Skip, both of those guys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm like I said. I'm curious to see what Shannon Sharp and shit. Shannon Sharp since he left uh, Fox Sports, he didn't. He didn't really unleash unleash some things. So, Uncas Uncas for real. Man, he got man. I swear he got commercials, man. And I don't know, man. Maybe his agent. They. I don't know. Maybe it's the ESPN thing. It's a Disney thing too. But they done opened it up for him too. So his image, man, is like squeaky clean. And then he, he can go and have a drink with you and, and shoot the shit and have a, a nice, solid conversation with you, too. So, it, like, the world is his right now, man. And that those Club Shay Shay interviews are amazing right now. That's the place to go for the tea. Yeah, he's, he has surpassed, um, like, Drink Champs, mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's dead in the water, man. I don't even. I remember we used to. We talked about that too. Um, Breakfast Club used to be the place for interviews, but it's just that that lost its luster now. I think if you really want to go to places for interviews, I is is uh, I can go to um, Million Dollars Worth of Game, I Club Shay Shay. It's just so many different outlets to where Breakfast Club done lost it. But yeah, Shannon Sharp got to be the number one outlet right now. He's hotter than fish grease. Yeah, so like I said, I'm I'm interested to see what he got on tap for the the rest of 2024. Even the um, one he did with um, right after Cat uh, Courtney Wayne that that one was good. Yeah, I I was kind of surprised that one was good too. And you know what's the crazy part about it? It's not even the best one out of all of them, and it's still good. Like, he's just on fire right now, man. Like, yeah. all his interviews have been really good. Yeah, so uh, we'll have to give Monique, we'll have to listen to it over the next few days and then on the next podcast give it its proper uh, review. I'm curious to see how many views this gets in 48 hours. Um Cause it seems like it's it's gonna blow up just like the the Cat Williams one did. So I'm just hell and shout out to Monique for still uh, making herself relevant. <laughs> yeah, like going through all that adversity, man. And I remember when she was going against Tyler Perry and Oprah and um a bunch of other people that she was battling and you know everybody thought she lost her mind and she you know going against Netflix and everybody thought she was dead in the water man and you're right she reinvented herself came back out she calmed down um yeah she she a fighter man I, I'm proud of her yeah 
Yeah, I'm I'm proud. I'm I'm proud that um Shannon Sharp has has given people like Monique and Cat Williams um a, a place. And whether <laughs> even though it's two plus hours, I'm, I'm glad they got a place. <laughs> It's two plus hours, but it's co- a coherent interview, which you don't always get with drink champs because after two hours, they either drunk or high. So, <laughs> right. And at that point, it's just a yelling, a yelling session. Everybody yelling, just hunking horns and <laughs> clapping. Yeah, <up. laughs> yeah it's just, it's a, it's a whole crazy session. But yeah, these, these clubs say Shay, uh, there's nowhere to hide, man. It's literally one-on-one interaction. It's a place to vent. Mm-hmm. He said that couch do something to you. I don't know if it's the couch or the uh, or the liquor, but <laughs> the liquor and the couch is the combo. Yeah, so it it'll be um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Um, First of all, if anybody responds to Bonique other than D.L. Hughley. Oh. <laughs> right, because, uh, yeah, he was highly upset, man, and, and went off on her. They're going to say, you had the worst Netflix special of all time. That's the worst rated Netflix special. I'm like, oh, D.L., no, bro. He's supposed to go. <laughs> I guess he, uh, if you go, <laughs> if they go low, you go lower. Fuck going yeah. higher. He needs to there's no Michelle Obama in my future. Right. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. He just, why, bro? Why? Just leave it alone. Y'all already, like, beefing, man. Just leave it alone. Mm-mm. Yeah, so this Sunday, in the entertainment capital world, I know, I know people claim New York and L.A. It's Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, stop it. You're right. It's it's definitely Vegas. In a game that's already got some controversy, I don't know if you heard about the the 49ers practice field. Yeah. Yeah. And them claiming the field is too soft and unsafe to practice on. They already making excuses for that L they about to take. So yeah, I think last week we previewed it, um, but some, some few interesting tidbits have has come out during Super Bowl week. The the latest one, Eric the Enemy, being around the Kansas City Chiefs, because um, he ain't got no job. So um, I guess he was part of the game plan for the um, AFC Championship game. It sounds like um, he played paid um, Casey a visit. Like you said, you got the whole practice field fiasco with the 49ers. Um, And the Chiefs came, I don't know if you saw it, a lot of the Chiefs players came out today and said they're surprised they're not playing the Lions today in the Super Bowl. Yeah, the the Lions were the better team, man. It's just, it's it's still unfortunate, but um, I'm over it. I'm over it, man. I'm, I'm done sulking. Um, it just it, it feels like the team that we playing right the team that's playing right now shouldn't be the team that that's not the better team out of a uh, a lot of the teams but they're there. Um, the Packers should have beat them. The Lions should have beat them. Now you're giving Mahomes two weeks, Rodney. You're giving him two weeks, and then 
uh, Eric B. Enemy coming back and uh, uh, putting his hands on the team, helping them out too because he doesn't have a job like you just said. Um, that's trouble. That's trouble. And then it's obvious they can't stop the the sweet right with the uh, with a running back, and then you got the speedy Pacheco. It just it's a it's a whole like. Uh, and then I heard Chase probably don't even play. They picked up Chase so he can stop the sweep going towards the right hand side. And now I heard that he's possibly injured and won't play. That's just not good. It's not good for them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and it seems like the 49ers are kind of still stuck on the Lions because I'm Super Bowl week and you're still talking about how bad they played in that NFC Championship game and how they um, underperformed and all this other thing. Like, they feel like the Lions weren't that good of a team. They should have walked over, and that's basically what I got. <laughs> oh, but you know what's crazy? We we're gonna play them again um, in the regular season, which doesn't make any sense to me. It, it doesn't. doesn't yeah. Nothing's gonna stand out of it. Yeah, play schedule type thing that the NFL does, which I don't necessarily know. I agree with it, but it is what it is. Hell. They send in Philadelphia to Brazil the first week of the season. So, and then I don't know what's going on, but apparently we're just gonna keep playing Dallas at home for the next fifteen years. Dallas, uh, <laughs> let's just go to Dallas every year and play them at in Dallas. It's okay. We'll play in Dallas and Seattle every year. That's that's they might as well just become part of our division. Right, and I'm like, man, that just, yeah, I, I don't understand. But, but we don't get Dallas at home. We play them. We play Dallas on the road, like, every time. It's just it's crazy to me. Yeah, so um, do you think the Super Bowl game is going to be close? Um, No, I, I, I think Kansas City is going to beat the crap out of them. That defense is clicking. Um, they're holding teams under, uh, 30 points. They can score 30 points on you. Um, yeah, that, the run game, they're, they're good at stopping the run. I thought the Lions were good at stopping the run too. McCaffrey got off a couple. And then you had like, I hate reliving that damn game, but I, they just need a lot of things to go their way. A lot of tips, different things to go their way because they're not going to just hand the ball over like that. They're not going to run the ball. If they if they're running the ball well and they got a lead, you if oh, if they got the lead, if they got a 20 something point lead, if they got a 17 point lead, they got a 10 point lead. They're not going to give that lead away back that easily and they're going to keep doing what's what they need to do. Um they're not going to run the ball seven times in the second half after they ran the ball 20 something times in the first half. They're going to run the ball 20 something times again in the second half. So um yeah, I, I just believe Mahomes is a wizard, and he's not going to lose. He's he's in the Super Bowl for a reason. He's going to win his third Super Bowl. Yeah, I I do think the first quarter, first quarter and a half is going to be close. Um, I do feel like the 49ers are at a – and I know it's only in Vegas, and it's not that far between Vegas and California. But this is a neutral site game. Kansas City travels well. 
you don't you no longer have the the home cooking of the NFC playoff um in a lot of way like you've already said I feel like the 49ers are suspect they're a little bit of a of a frauds I think Purdy gets exposed right like he's had like he has been in the first couple of games um numbers really don't stand out like that like I said, you got underthrown balls or overthrown balls bouncing off of guys' helmets, um, getting deflected back to the guy, other guys, and just all types of kooky plays and for both games. I just don't see that. And he's throwing the ball literally at right to the defenders and he's throwing interceptions. I I don't know. I, I still don't see why this guy I don't see him winning the Super Bowl. I just it's just over Mahomes, no. Yeah, and I, and I think this is um, Mahomes wins it. He keeps, near I say, pace with the GOAT, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's definitely. he's in, in the way he's going, especially if he wins this one, he's going to surpass Tom Brady because uh, that division has always been a little, uh, little weak. So you know that they're going to win that division time after time, year after year. So hold on, he got something to say about that. But it's going to take him. It's going to take him a couple years to um, to put that team together because right now they got a lot of holes in that that um, that team. I, I like Harbaugh, and I think he's going to do a great job. I wonder if they're going to uh, retain Austin Eckler, or do they? Uh, they got to rebuild that offensive line because that offensive line was terrible. The defense. Um, you losing Khalil Mack. Um, also Bosa got hurt. Um, it's, they just got a lot of, they got a lot going on. Yeah. So, um, score predictions. Um, I, okay. So score predictions. I think you were being uh, generous, brother. You, you said the game going to be close. If you look at all the games in the playoffs this season. Yeah, they've been getting whooped. Um, I think the score is going to be, give me 38 to 17. Okay. Um, Can we see? I'm going to give you a little bit of a shootout. 21-45. Okay, 21-45. Okay, all right. Kansas City, right? Yeah. Okay. All Patrick, right. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes will will win MVP. Yeah, I just think that um, they're gonna come out the gates blazing because they 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 can't stop the run and it's so obvious, man. You'll be a fool to not run the ball right at them, and I think that they do a good job uh, with Pacheco. He's so he's so speedy, man. And then they're gonna also get back uh, McKinnon. Um, it, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Not gonna even lie, they're gonna get smoked on national TV. Um, and I think Purdy's gonna have to throw his way back into the game, and I don't think he can do that against uh the Chiefs like that. Not with that defense. That front uh that front four gives you more pressure than the, they got from the uh, Lions and from the the um, Packers. And I think Purdy's gonna throw two interceptions also. Yeah, I I just I feel like Kansas City makes adjustments in the second half, and I just feel like Travis Kelsey 
he's impossible to cover at this point. He has a big game. Like you said, Pacheco, I feel like he has a good game. Rice, the mm-hmm. unsung hero of Kansas City, has become Patrick Mahomes' go-to wide receiver. I feel like he also has a good game. Uh, and, I, and I feel like KC c- contains... Um, Christian McCaffrey and, and Mike Purdy have to have to beat him, and they're yeah. in much be- better position to to spy Purdy um, if he runs than than the Lions or Green Bay were. So exactly, and yeah, you're right about that. And I, I think, um, of course, I think they're going to get a couple more calls too, because um, it's it's Mahomes and it's uh, Taylor Swift. It's a Taylor Swift bowl. So I think they're going to get a couple more calls in the Lions. A couple of those calls, man, when I, especially after they show the game over and over again, like it's the best game ever on the NFL network. Um, you see those holes when I see Purdy like running and I see those holes coming off that side and I'm like, oh my God, like why they didn't call that? But yeah, the Lions blew that game. Yeah. So, uh, you know, in the words of Asia Wilson, this may turn into the uh, Usher concert with a little bit of football. Exactly. And that's what I actually everybody is excited about. Um, I know a lot of people said they probably wasn't going to tune in. I was one of the ones that said that it's going to be the lowest. I probably tune in for the um, – because I worked that day anyway. So um, I might tune in for the uh, halftime show. I'll have it playing at work, but I'm not going to um, – yeah, I don't really care about it. I'm just going to have it on. Uh, speaking of WNBA, your, your girl is coming back. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah Candace Parkerson. Um, I don't know if you saw this was breaking news like two hours ago. Signed a one-year deal um, to return to the Las Vegas Aces. So, I'm happy to hear that. Get her another ring. They're a shoe-in. Um, I was kind of disappointed. I thought the Aces would probably pick up uh, one of my other favorite players, but I see that she signed with the Seattle Storm. Uh, oh. I thought they were going to pick up Diggins. Because I thought she was balling when she was in Phoenix, like, for sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, it's been a lot of movement in, in, in the WNBA um, this Held this off season, these last couple of days in the off season, uh, Delana Dova um, is stepping away from the Washington Mystics, so um, that is a huge loss for them and um, for the the league. But yeah, that that kind of blew my mind too. Um, yeah, WNBA definitely making some moves. It's gonna be an exciting season, but once again, we know where that championship is gonna be at, man. <laughs> No, no offense to everybody else. Like uh, the the aces aren't giving that up. And if Candace Parker is going to come in, uh, I know she was injury riddled uh, last season. If she's going to come back in fully healthy, watch out because uh, people are saying that she basically wrote this championship right here, so she got something to prove. And if this is going to be her last season, she's going to go out with a bang. Yeah, real quick, just want to touch on. Um... The NBA couple couple of trades involving <laughs> the Pistons. 
Oh no, Rodney, go ahead. <laughs> well, they moved Monte Morris. They did get a second round pick. They did give up a second round pick though to get um, what you call it from the Jazz. It, it, it'll be interesting. I'm probably gonna say something to surprise you, but I, the right as of today, to me, the championship flow through LA, and I'm not talking about the Lakers. Yeah, the Clippers are are stacked, and you know what's crazy too. We saying this right. I told you, Rodney, I said, what do the Pistons need to do at the beginning of the season? I said, they need to go out and get James Harden. They need to go out and get some big-name players. It was plenty of players out there to go get in free agency. I said, you need to go get James Harden. You need to go get Russell Westbrook. You need to go get guys that, you know, go everybody, oh, they're big-name guys. But they're, they're, they're at the end of their – no. No, I, I, would, I would go get a fucking bag of Doritos chips and set it on the court than what we have. Out there playing, like I just I didn't like none of the moves, and then with the trades too, just didn't make any sense. Um, I just I don't know what to do with the Pistons no more at this point. Um, do you even do you even give K? You you haven't moved Killian Hayes yet. He at he's actually demanded a trade, and we still can't find nobody to trade for that guy. And K cutting him like the Pistons are losing. There's no type of contract that anybody should be getting worth a, a, a ton of money if we're losing. Like, we don't have a winning product out there, and they're not sell, selling any tickets. So what type of contract is this man going to sign? Yeah, did you – it's giving me – did you see the Zach Wilson uh, NFL scouts? Uh, some of the things <laughs> about him if he was to be traded. Yeah, like <laughs> – and yeah. Zappy, no, and you know what else too, Rodney Bailey Zappy too. I saw some they they interviewed Zappy like on uh on Fox Sports uh Fox Sports Network. I'm like, what the fuck are you interviewing Zappy for? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where is he gonna go and what is he gonna do? Like, he played awful for New England this season. They're like, you're in a contract year. You're gonna come back and, bro, what is New England better not do anything with him? Yeah, so. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just, I don't, I, I'm trying to still figure it out in my mind, Rodney. Do, okay, so, Rodney, let, let's play uh, GM. How much do you give K? How, what is your offer for K? Or do you even try to trade him and just start over and try to get as many assets out of him and get some, some first-round picks, get multiple picks? Um. Some young assets. He's already young, but what do you do? I'm torn between trading him and start starting over or offering him a max rookie deal. So, yeah, because that's that's insane. Like you you pay him a max rookie deal, but we're not winning with him already. He really hasn't been on the court like that these past well, couple of years. Well, I'll say this. I need a confident GM first before I make any decision. I'm not sure. Um, I know the Pistons don't have that right now. Mm, so. That is true. And then Monty Williams, that's not – I don't know what type of coach he is. I don't know if he's a player's coach 
I'm not sure if he's like a GM's coach, a, a team coach. I just I don't know if he can work with young players because you already when he came to uh, Phoenix, he already was looking to give horse in the mouth. Devin Booker special. And then, you know, the rest of the players that he had, Chris Paul, of course, is amazing. And then Kevin Durant, you had like you had guys that already knew how to ball and put the ball in the buck in a hole. So it was nothing that he was doing special coaching wise. Like I'm calling Devin Booker number. I'm calling Kevin Durant number or I'm calling uh, Chris Paul number to score. And then Aiden's going to grab rebounds. Like that was just simple game plan. Yeah, L. Yeah, I've, if we had a confident GM, I would I would feel better um, about decision, but I don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> and hell, I don't know the last time Tom Gore was seen. So, yeah, he's not even sitting courtside anymore. He said, "Fuck those games." He probably in L.A. watching the damn Clippers game. <laughs> That team is loaded. Yeah. If I had to pick NBA champion right now, it's the LA Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of riding with them too. Like, I didn't know Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were going to both come back and be this healthy. And I think the NBA, I know we're up against it, but I, I think one more thing. I think the NBA, when they enforce this, uh, this you have to play numerous games, um, I, they probably didn't envision this, like uh, multiple players getting injured, um, guys striving, trying to make it to all-star games and stuff and play to where you got Russell Westbrook coming off the bench. You can rest guys just cause guys start. You can rest. You got Powell coming off the bench. You got so many different players. Like they're loaded over there, man. They are loaded. And, uh, any given night, Kawhi can give you 30. Paul George gonna give you thirty. James Harden gonna give you thirty. I I got Russell Westbrook on my fantasy. He gonna give. You, I got him and Harden. Both of them gonna give you thirty, and drop ten dimes. It's just it's Norman Powell's gonna light you up, and also the, some of the young guys too. It's just it's they got a hell of a team over there. Yeah. So, uh, and we'll be able to pay the NBA more attention after um, the Super Bowl. Um, I do want to talk a little college basketball on the next one, but next next podcast we'll we'll review probably a victorious uh, Kansas City Chief team. We'll dive deeper into the the Monique interview on Club Shay Shay, and hopefully we'll be talking about some new music. I do want to talk about also um, the whole. Lotto and Ice Spice beef or whatever he So oh man, yeah, we man, we we didn't dive into a, a few things. It was so many different things though this week. Yeah, right, twenty twenty four has definitely been the year of violence so far. So man, oh okay, we ain't even touched on Bill Belichick not getting a job. So I know, like him or Pete Carroll, it's just it's crazy out here in these streets. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Tommy will work so <laughs> during the Super Bowl, so um, he'll have to give us his works perspective for um, watching the Super Bowl. Right, I'm still bitter though, man. I'm still bitter about the Lions, man. Uh, uh, this is Heartbreak Hotel, Rodney. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it won't be close, and you can just enjoy the Usher concert. <laughs> But we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Peace.